And welcome to the Accounting Leaders Podcast, where we interview the senior leaders in large accounting firms and networks to talk about juicy topics like leadership, vision, culture, talent, growth, change, performance, and strategy. I'm your host, Rob Brown, and I'm delighted to introduce today's guest, who is the Business Development Director of Top 30 UK accounting firm, Duncan and Topless. Dave Fisher, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rob. Looking forward to today. Well, it's great to have you on, and let's kick off by asking you how you describe your role and how did you get into the whole area of BD? Well, I'm Director of Business Development for a firm of accountants locally to the East Midlands. I joined two years ago, having had a 37-year career with a commercial bank the last 15, 16 years of which I was in business development, going out winning new clients for the bank. And those skills are are really quite easily transferable to the accountancy profession. So I was asked to to move across by RMD two years ago now and and been there ever since. So in that time, I've been dividing my time between all our 11 offices, supporting team members in their business development activities and seeking out new opportunities for the firm. Well, it sounds like you enjoy it. So uh, what do you love most about it? And, and are there any aspects you could do without? I, I literally love everything, every part of the job. There's, and there's nothing really that I, I wouldn't change. I mean, clearly there are frustrations along the way. And, and I'm part of a, a, a big team. And a good proportion of that team are also business developers in their own right. Because mm. my belief is that everybody in the firm should be responsible for new business. But in general, I I absolutely love what I do, so I wouldn't change anything. What are you responsible for particularly, and and how is your success measured and rewarded? Well, I'm I'm responsible for creating opportunities for the firm. At the end of the day, the business needs to win new business. And and for an accountancy practice, that's winning new clients and also selling the services that we provide. And that might be on a transactional basis. But of course, for us, the the big key win is, is to win the whole business or as much of, you know, a bigger share of the customer's wallet as we can get. Yeah, um, And I'm responsible for doing that, but also coaching and supporting the other team members through our BD Academy and those people that want to get involved in, in business development. Yeah. Now you'll appreciate BD can be done in many different ways. So how would you describe your personal philosophy to BD and, and how has it changed over the years? Well, I remember when I first started on my BD journey with the bank, somebody who was, was I guess, my mentor at that time. This is back in the good old days, right? No, it was really, really back in the good old days. <laughs> and we used to have budgets to entertain people, but oh, that, goodness, yeah. that's no longer the case now. But I remember he said to me that, that when I was taking on the BD role, he said, I have all the right characteristics, but I want you to go out there and be fearless and have no regrets. Right. And that's kind of how I approach BD. And I've always taken the view that, you know, if you receive a no now, that's not forever. So, so never give in be fearless and have no regrets. And that's really still true today. Mm, so that's not changed over the years. In fact, it's probably more so these days. You've got to be fearless. Absolutely. Because, you know, at the end of the day, no one's going to win work for you. So you've got to be out there making the effort and putting the hard yards in. Mm. Well, you've been doing this for a long time. I, I, your philosophy has not changed, but how have you seen BD change over the years? The channels of BD have changed over the years because obviously as, we, as we've changed the, the route to market effectively, there's now so many more routes. There's, there's social media in particular. There's lots of other ways to get in front of clients. But at the end of the day, the, the basics of BD don't change. You've, you've got to get out there. You've got, to have, you've got to meet people. You've got to have conversations with them. If you don't have conversations, you're not going to get opportunities. And it doesn't matter how the delivery channel works, whether that's on social media or face-to-face and networking events, you've still got to go through the same processes. Right. So although the mediums might have changed, I don't think the, the actual skills in doing business development have changed at all. 
Yeah. So when you look at your counterparts in other firms, do you see different approaches to business development? Yeah, I think I do, to be fair, Rob. And, and I, you know, I would say this, but I think our way is the right way. When I look right. at some of our, our, our competing firms that, that we're up against on a, on a regular basis, they, they tend to employ what I call BD gorillas, you know, yeah. proven, proven BD guys that, that are, have got a long track record, successful, successful track record of winning new business. Um, but that's all they do. They go out, they, they find out opportunities, they introduce that opportunity to, to their, their partner or to their you know, director who will deal with that particular account. And then they move on and leave that all together. I, and I think I prefer the, the collegiate approach where, as a firm, we help each other achieve our targets. So we all go out there and we all do business development and we all succeed as a result of it. You've got more of a coaching and mentoring role as, as well as winning the business yourself. Then. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I do think if you, have, if you have solely BD people out there going to win business and then passing it on, I think that, can off, that kind of single-minded approach can lead to sometimes the wrong activities and the wrong the wrong kind of approach. So, so I prefer the the effort where we all we all muck in together. Mm. So, what what are the key differences in your mind between terms like BD and marketing and sales? Well, business development is about creating relationships and then developing that relationship to build trust, get somebody to to understand what you're trying to do for them. You're adding value. And then at that point, that's when you start to, to convert to new business. I think sales is largely transactional. You know, I've got a product and I want to sell it to you, and this mm. is why you need it. And I think marketing's got a really key role, but, but sometimes it's a bit frustrating when people link marketing with BD. I do think they're very separate because BD is about winning new business, and I think marketing's more about having a supportive role but being more focused on developing a brand. So what, in your eyes, makes a, a great business developer, a rainmaker, or a work winner? Because you've probably seen some good ones and bad ones in your time. I've seen a bit of both. You're absolutely right. I think, from my perspective, you very, very much need to be resilient. You've, you've got to take the knocks, and, and yeah. you've got to make sure that you don't take them personally. Because people aren't saying no to Dave Fisher. They're saying, no, it's not the right time for me at the moment. So you've got to keep going back. You've got to keep in touch with those prospects that that say no to you from time to time, and they will do, you know, we're not going to be right for everybody all of the time. So that means you have to be disciplined to make sure that you do the follow-up calls. And, and that's where the fearless part comes in because a lot of people, when we, when we talk about business development, they quite like the idea of meeting somebody, but when, when they're told no, it's almost quite embarrassing to keep going back to them. Mm. But I don't, you know, generally I would always sort of part company by a shake of the hand and say, look, I'll keep in touch because things do change. And, and I put a note in my diary and make sure I make that phone call when I said I would do. A lot of other people will just let that slide by and think, mm, I don't really think I want to make that call now. Yeah. But you should do. And that's what you need to be. You need to be resilient, definitely disciplined. And, and as I said earlier, you know, you've got to be fearless in what you do. Do you think but, accountants and, and lawyers and, and people of that ilk are resilient by nature? I don't think so. And I think that's why we have to take a a coaching approach to, to working with, you know, my fellow colleagues. Um, it doesn't come naturally, yeah. but if you've got people that are willing to be coached, they'll take that on board and, and they'll see the benefit of being able to do that. Yeah. Whose job is it really to win new business in your firm? Well, everybody's at the end of the day, you know, our business will, will survive and prosper if we continue to win new clients and win new income lines. 
So anybody who's in a client-facing role, whether that be a receptionist or a manager working on a client or a director, we've all got a responsibility to, to look for those opportunities, whether it's a referral, whether it's some you know, cross-selling other products that you might or services that you might provide, mm. and also for opportunities in, in the market that might bring new clients and new income in. So, so I'm very strongly of the view that we all have a responsibility to seek out new opportunities. But that goes with your coaching mentality. If there's that BD gorilla in there that sees it solely as their job, there's some ego wrapped up in that. There's a lot of power in that, isn't there? And they wouldn't necessarily want it to be other people's jobs. But they can be. But, you know, if you're working with, if you're working with people who are really uncomfortable networking, you know, they, they kind of shy away from asking the questions of their clients, even though the clients will love the service they provide. Yeah. If they're not the kind of people that will ask for a referral, you're going to be reliant upon the gorilla to go out there and win the new business because otherwise you're not going to get it. So it just yeah. depends. It depends on the makeup of the firm, the makeup of the people that you have. So, I, you know, my view is that every firm will be different. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more in, the, in that regard. Do, from your banking experience, Dave, and you see people across different professional firms, is there any difference in BD for accountants in lawyers? accountants and lawyers or other professional firms but i think so because if you take my time working in the banking industry it was my job to go out there knock on doors and try and get businesses to transfer from their bank to to my bank and that's about building relationship and once they're on board you're providing services and you're providing a relationship which hopefully would be long term so You've got, a, you've got a customer that's, that's bought you, they've bought the solution you've provided, and then once it's on board, you then make sure that you're covering all the risks in their businesses, business by, by looking at the services you provide to cover a risk in their business. And I think accountancy is very much the same as that, which is why I think I was able to make the transition from one to the other. We have clients, we provide them with a basic compliance service, which all accountants will do very well, but it's about the added value beyond that, where we help them with risks in their business or with challenges that, that they have. And to a lesser extent, I think lawyers don't have that same depth of relationship. Mm. Clearly, in the commercial world, they'll have people like property developers or commercial property owners and landlords that will go to their solicitor time and time again for you know purchases, sales and leases and all that kind of thing. But as a general rule... I would say that the majority of their work is transactional. So a client will go and use a lawyer service when they're in a position that they've got to use them. So like, you know, they're going to get divorced or they've got a particular issue that they need dealing with. And once that transaction's finished, they probably wouldn't use that firm of solicitors again for a number of years, if at all. So I do see it being slightly different. Harder? Oh, much harder in, in law world. Yes. Yeah. How do you set growth targets in your firm, Dave? We do have targets and the management board will will sit down with the directors of each office and decide at what level we want to grow for any particular year. And and then the rest of the guys just follow with that to, to win as much business as they can. So how easy is it to track that new business across sales, not just in your firm, but in BD generally across firms? I think it is in accountancy, it's easy because you've got to have a very effective CRM system that, mm. you know, the, the team fully embrace and adopt. That's the key to having effective BD because that's how you track your 
business performance. That's how you track the progress with each of your clients or prospects. So as long as that's maintained and kept up to date, it's crucial to, to making sure that you can monitor how you're performing. Well, you mentioned CRM back in the day when you were banking, you didn't really have CRM. It was little black books and business cards. So the technology is playing a big role in BD, isn't it? Oh, very much so now, yes. And, you know, we can, we can track on our CRM uh, system who's seeing who, when they've seen them, when they're next going to contact any particularly given prospect or professional. So we all know what each other's doing. How would you describe your hiring policy when it comes to BD attitude or capability? I think you've got to be the right character to do BD. Because of my previous career, I see a lot of bankers now that are released into the market because their time has finished with their bank for whatever reason. Mm. And and a lot of people think it's easy just to go and work with another professional firm and, and do a BD role. But that doesn't always work if you don't have the right character if you don't, if you're not the right sort of person, you won't necessarily be successful. Yeah. So it's got to be the right sort of person to do a BD role, in my opinion. Okay, so if you've got the right kind of person, how would you encourage or, or even incentivize them to win business? They keep the job, Rob. That's why I can judge me being successful in that I'm still employed. Yeah. For the time being. So as soon as my MD thinks that I'm not performing or not adding value, I guess, I guess that's when he's going to show me the door. But for the time being, you know, we're still there. But are you seeing firms hiring now, people that are not just technically good accountants or professionals, but they're expected to do some sort of business development in their role? Yeah, they have. And as I said earlier, everyone's responsible in the firm to get out there and win new business. And I think whilst we have brilliant technicians or brilliant technicians are required in any professional firm, you've also got to have an ability or a balance to be able to to win new clients and deliver the services that they need. So it really is having a balance between the two. You've got to have the technicians that are doing all the the complicated work behind the scenes, but you also need people that are going to be front of shop, that are going to be the the shop window for for the firm, that are going to draw new clients in. Brilliant. And what's really working for you right now in BD and, and where do you see the most opportunities? The opportunities are all those prospects in the market that aren't currently served by my business. So there's a massive market out there for us, not just for me, but for all the team. And if we get it right in terms of doing the business development activities that we put in place, then our opportunities are massive. And and in terms of BD across the firm, you're bringing in training as well, aren't you? And with the BD Academy to help increase their capability. Yes, and it's just encouraging people to, to get themselves into the market, to build a professional network, because at the end of the day, people buy people. Mm. And, and if you can strike a relationship with somebody, somebody that you get on really well with, and, and I always use the phrase, I'd always go for a beer with that person, yeah. then when an opportunity arises, they're going to think of you first. And that's the, that's the whole point of creating a professional network. Some other times you'll have people that are just impressed by the skills that you have and the way you deliver them. But at the end of the day, people are always by people. So I want my guys to get out there, create relationships, have great discussions with them and making sure that they're in first place for any opportunities that are out there. Yeah, it's a great way of putting it. So what are your two or three biggest challenges right now in your role? In the current year, we've got GDPR coming into effect in May 2018. Mm. Now this will govern what data we hold and how we can use it. 
So there's still a lot of uncertainty around what GDPR might mean, and we're certainly waiting for some formal guidance. But that could kind of, de- you know, significantly change the way we have to operate. So, so that might change things sort of later in the year. But for me, it's just making sure that we get out there, we're helping not only our clients but also our prospective clients with the challenges that they have in their business and and with the uncertainty around Brexit and what that might mean. We've got to make sure they're out there giving our our clients and our prospects the best possible service we can do. Yeah. And and how far ahead do you think our plan? And We take one year at a time. We clearly coach and train the people that I'm working with at the moment and and they're performing brilliantly in terms of, of what they're bringing to the party. And it's making sure that that there is a new wave behind those so that we've got almost like a a repetitive circular movement of people that that are going to be our leaders of the future. So we've got our academy now that are working through a program. We've got a a group that are just behind that. And then it's starting to think about how to bring the the people that are, are more junior to them that are just starting their career in accountancy, how we bring them through to make sure that we've got you know, a, a regular um, flow of, of business developers. That's interesting. You look at succession planning that way because it's normally a term for bringing people through to partner level and, and leading the firm generally. But you've got a succession plan for the business development effort, haven't you? Yeah, and I think you have to. I think you have to in all parts of your business because at the end of the day, people want to know that you're investing in them. And if if you can demonstrate that you're investing in their future, you're improving their skills, and then you're making them more valuable. My belief is that they're more likely to stay with you rather than to move to somewhere else. So if they can see a transition, if they can see a career path, then they're more likely to remain loyal. Very good. Now, you paint a very rosy picture of business development in your firm, Deb, but if you could change anything about your job or your role or your industry, what might it be? I think the one thing that that I think all professions fall foul of is that that they'll get they'll get young enthusiastic apprentices or graduates into their business and then they kind of sit them in front of a PC for about three or four years while they get their full qualifications and then send them out into the world with a concept of going to win new business. Well, when you've sat behind a screen for four or five years, you kind of lose all your interpersonal skills. Mm -hmm. So it's making sure that we keep those going and making sure that people retain their personality and go out and win friends and build their networks. Yeah. What's the best bit of advice you've ever been given in your BD career? Well, I said it earlier, didn't I, that um, I've got to go out there and be fearless and have no regrets. And, and that very much is the case now. I mean, it still holds good 20 years on. And another a little key catchphrase that I always use is, is that I either win or I learn. I can't possibly win every deal that I sit in front of. But if I can take something away from it when I haven't won it and make sure that I keep in touch, as I said, I would do with, with those prospects. Then, then one day they'll, they'll realise the error of their ways and then select us at some point in the future. But if you win or learn and you're fearless and you have no regrets, then you, you, you've got no alternative but to be a winner. Don't you know, take it personally. It's not a prospect saying no to you as a person. It's just not right for them at the time or there might be other reasons, but it's not a personal affront to you. You've got a role to do, you've got a job to do and you are going to get knockbacks, but it's being able to bounce back from those knockbacks and I guess prove them wrong and go and do something that that makes you feel great because there's no better feeling than taking that phone call that says, thanks for your proposal, we loved it, we want to engage you. You know, you are mandated to be our 
our preferred financial advisor. So there's no better feeling than that. Yeah, that's the buzz, isn't it, of business development? Absolutely. That's what keeps me going. Well, Dave Fisher, this has been brilliant today. Thank you so much for your time. No, it's been a pleasure, Rob. See you soon. You've been listening to the Accounting Leaders Podcast with me, Rob Brown. I want to personally thank you for spreading the word and sharing our show with your accounting network. And if you are an accountant who wants to master the skills of winning business for your firm and enhancing your income and career prospects, our Business Development Academy site has some great training for you at bdacademy.pro. Now do connect to me on LinkedIn and at the Rob Brown on Twitter. I'd love to hear what you think about this show and our other hugely popular sister podcast, Accounting Influence. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your day.